Hey listeners, this is Ben, the Amateur Exegete, and you're listening to episode 23 of Bible Study for Amateurs. Today's episode is, Hey Jude, verses 5 through 7. Last time, we looked at verses 3 and 4 of the Epistle of Jude, noting that these verses gave an appeal for the recipients to contend for the faith, as well as the grounds for that appeal on account of so-called intruders, no doubt Christ followers themselves, of whom Jude disapproved. Today, we continue our look at the letter, particularly verses 5 through 7. For those listeners who are just now starting to listen to this podcast, our journey through Jude is done utilizing the various tools in my amateur toolbox that I discussed in episodes 11 through 20, so if you haven't listened to them, you might want to go back and give them a go. And if you haven't listened to episodes 21 and 22, then you've missed a discussion of the first four verses of the letter. Here's Jude verses 5 through 7 as they appear in the New Revised Standard Version. Now, I desire to remind you, though you are fully informed, that the Lord, who once for all saved a people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their own position, but left their proper dwelling, he has kept in eternal chains in deepest darkness for the judgment of the great day. Likewise, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities, which, in the same manner as they, indulged in sexual immorality and pursued unnatural lust, serve as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. To illustrate his point that those who pervert the grace of God and deny our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ, are designated for this condemnation, perverse 3, Jude gives his readers three examples. Femi Perkins in the Fortress Commentary on the Bible writes that these examples employ a schema in which those who have experienced God's salvation rebel and are destroyed. The first example from verse 5 is from the history of ancient Israel. If you went to kids' Sunday school growing up, then you're no doubt familiar with the stories of Israel complaining and rebelling following their escape from Egypt. In Numbers 14, for example, in response to the spies' reports about the nature of the Promised Land, filled with giants that they had no hope of removing, the people decided to appoint a leader and return to Egypt Yahweh, consequently, decides to destroy them completely until Moses intervenes. A compromise of sorts is reached, and Yahweh decides that only those born after they had left Egypt, those who had not directly witnessed Yahweh's miraculous intervention, would live to see the Promised Land. The rest 
would die off, never getting to see the land that was given to their ancestor Abraham. The second example, found in verse 6, is also from the past, but has no clear-cut reference in the Hebrew Bible. Andrew Jacobs, in his notes for the Jewish Annotated New Testament, says that verse 6 refers to common legends of the fall of angels based on Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. In that passage, we read that the sons of God mate with human women and produce a race of giants, the Nephilim. Richard Baucom, in the Harper Collins Study Bible, observes that Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 through 4 is used by the author of First Enoch, chapter 6 through 19, as the basis for a mythic story of angelic lust and the origin of medicine and magic. This is also a story found in Jubilees, whose version of events, writes Matthew Goff in the Jewish Annotated Apocrypha, was influenced by the Watcher's myth found in First Enoch. This is not the only place in which First Enoch is used by Jude. In verse 14, First Enoch chapter 1 verse 9 is quoted directly. It is clear that Jude was influenced by these apocryphal tales and, in the words of Jacobs, used them to shape its understanding of the moral order of the universe. The third and final example, found in verse 7, draws upon the fate of Sodom and Gomorrah, two towns infamous for their sexual vices and the punishment that was rained down upon them from on high. In the story, found in Genesis chapter 19, God sends two angels to Sodom to rescue Lot and his family from certain destruction. When they arrive at Lot's home, Men from Sodom surround the house and, per Genesis chapter 19 verse 5, request that Lot bring them out so that they can know them, a euphemism for sex and, in this case, rape. Lot, being the moral person that he is, tries to offer his daughters to the crowd instead, but the angels intervene before they are violated. After the angels warn Lot and his family, and they escape. Verse 24 describes the horrific fate of the city and its inhabitants. Then the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah sulfur and fire from the Lord out of heaven. These examples serve Jude's purpose well. They are vivid and show that God does not treat sin lightly. By entertaining these intruders, Jude's audience, in the words of Christopher Rowland in the Oxford Bible Commentary, risked forfeiting their privilege, as did the angels and the people of the Exodus. They had a lot to lose. That's all the time we've got this week. See you next time. And remember, in the words of Richard Elliott Friedman, one does not need to deny what is troubling about the Bible in order to pay respect to what is heartening. Thanks for listening.